Welcome to another episode of the Shift Drink Podcast. I'm Ed Verdesell, sitting here as always with Arthur Black. America! That's right, this is our 4th of July episode, despite it, uh, this post is on the 5th of July tomorrow. So we're, but we've still got some really cool, relevant info here for you, because today we're talking barbecue, and the summer did not end with the 4th of July, and you guys are all out there cooking. So today we have Chris Morrison of Black Metal Barbecue. I love that name. That name is so awesome. (laughs) Thank you. So, uh, Uh, well, we start off with the usual question, as when we tend to remember. um, (laughs) What did you have to drink last night, man? Last night I drank a few bullets, uh, bullet bourbons on ice, and some Miller Lights, sitting at home watching uh, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling on Netflix. Ah, Awesome! (laughs) Nice. I saw that got released. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Uh, Ed, what'd you drink? I actually had a New Zealand Sauv Blanc. Uh, I don't remember the producer. Nothing, nothing crazy special. But um, yeah, I was just having cheese as a late night snack and busted out a bottle of New Zealand Sauv Blanc. I believe Marlboro. Um, classic area for Sauv Blanc. Obviously, it's what they do. Uh, my better half and I actually. Uh, consumed a three liter three liter box of peak puta pene. so one's a couple <laughs> there are a couple things there one that's four bottles uh two it's a bag in the box so kids like i know like fancy psalm stuff whatever fancy wines there are actually some decent wines that are being done oh yeah with the bladder packaging with the box and um peak poo is uh it's a box we, we got a new store in town a, a retailer in town called the wine shop and it's an offshoot of vine and table which was um purchased by big red a while back it's on 49th and college it's a beautiful shop you get a chance to go in there and check it out uh, jill snyder's the manager she's a lovely woman great palate knowledgeable and she said we got peak poo in a, in a nice. box in Very a box nice. and i gotta do it and uh peak poo the panay comes from languedoc southern france it's the largest white wine appellation down there, although it's pretty damn small. And it's a very acidic, tart grape. It actually translates to lip stinger. Um, great summer white if you get a chance to check it out. Drink more peak poo. So that's what Arthur had to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, the, the uh, bagger coal to hit American shores. Then Martin, you can get uh, five liter boxes wow of, oh, damn. of, of, of rum agricole <laughs> See, that's just dangerous <laughs> man that, it's incredibly dangerous i just oh we, we can't you can't sell five liters of booze in the united no, states no no for so, good reason right. we, we, would, we would start <laughs> like Shut up, man we need this shit imported <laughs> start fucking rum rum bombs or bongs or something or oh, col- yeah. college students would start shoving it up their yeah, ass oh, or that's something a good point. yeah that's that's it's, yeah, yeah. americans would find some way to fuck it up so speaking of america <laughs> that's it, right the fourth of fucking july what better way to celebrate than uh sitting in an english pub <laughs> <laughs> after all it might be our last you know right. we, we just don't know how shit's gonna go with uh, our tweeting president um so yeah we're sitting here at the red lion grog house in uh, fountain square in indianapolis uh, a good friend of mine wally owns this place and uh yeah we figured what better place to celebrate the independence of the united states from england than yeah. an english pub <laughs> you know? and to talk about an american staple <laughs> barbecue yeah. barbecue yeah barbecue so, life before we get into like your story and how you got into to barbecue like just what are your thoughts on like the american culture and barbecue as far as like qualitatively like there are places around the country that are known for certain regional styles and they make awesome barbecue and then you got people like yourself that really take this shit very seriously there's barbecue competitions and everything but I have to still think like a lot of Americans think about barbecue like barbecue sauce is like all the shit you see in the grocery stores all the sweet tomato based tangy or dime, just like dime pour, a dozen right, shit. You pour sauce on it and it's barbecue. That's Absolutely. Not right I at mean, all. it's the same thing with the liquid smoke. You know, people oh, bake ribs horrible. and just douse it in liquid smoke and call that barbecue or crock pot barbecue. You know, I, I try not to get mad about that because, you know, people just not necessarily educated or don't have the passion for it that, you know, some of us do. But, um, you know, yeah, the whole sauce thing, uh, sauce on the side all the time. You know, the regions, it. You know, there, there's very, you know, every, you got your North Carolina, your South Carolina, you got your Texas, you've got your Tennessee, you've got your Georgia. You, you, I mean, every single region, maybe minus the Midwest so much, I mean, Indiana, Illinois, like has their own, you know, barbecue culture. Um, 
Yeah, but you know what? I my family's from Tennessee, and I know that Tennessee considers themselves the South. Yeah, but that's kind of not very Southern. I mean, yeah, no, no, I agree, I agree. You, you know, know, but who am I to tell them? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to say that to anybody. Exactly. I certainly wouldn't say it to my family that's from Tennessee. But how long have you been in business? Uh, I've been in business since 2015. Start, uh, started out catering that way. Uh, we got our food truck running at the beginning of this year, so few years yeah we started doing uh barbecue competitions back then too was uh the state of our barbecue union kind of part of the the, the genesis like why you kind of got into this like i'm going to show motherfuckers what real barbecue is <laughs> yeah. nah, not necessarily um however <laughs> however, <laughs> yeah. however yeah <laughs> however you show up yeah. in a trailer and it says yeah. fucking black metal barbecue yeah. no dude i mean i started you know i got I don't even know how I actually got into it back in like the early 2000s. I just kind of got obsessed, probably just seeing the racks of ribs in like the Safeway by my old house. And I had a gas grill, so I'd like try to, you know, fuck around and. You got a culinary out. background at all? No, God, no, no? not at all. Criminal awesome. justice background. <laughs> God, heavy, no. heavy metal and criminal justice background, man. Try to <laughs> make me like try to make one of those famous sauces of some sort, you know, the five. Ba- no, I can't do that shit. Um, but I can barbecue my ass off, so. Anyway. Right um, I don't know. Yeah, I just got into barbecue, you uh, know, progressively, you know. Just try different things, you know, doing ribs, doing, moving up to briskets, you know, pork butts, all that stuff. And then I uh, totally got obsessed with it in 2011 or so when I started, like, really getting into it. And, you know, I was not happy with the barbecue I was eating out at restaurants. Not saying it's necessarily bad, but I like to do things my own way. Uh, I was a musician, you know, for many years. So I What do you play? Very independent. I play guitar. Okay. I'm a all guitarist, right. yeah. Literally everybody I know in the food business, when they're like, I'm a musician, I'm like, what do you play? Like, bass. <laughs> like, all, I'm a bass player. I'm guilty as well. I'm like, yeah. I feel yeah. like this is the uh, safest place for us in the, in, in the restaurant industry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I can't play bass at all. <laughs> yeah. No. Right on, man. But So you're, um, I mean, you've got a trailer, you've got catering, you've got competitions. Yep. This is a full-time gig for you. Not yet. No. It'll, no, right now, uh, I'm a safety and security professional during the day and Are we putting professional in air quotes <laughs> yeah i know I've, I've man i worked in the criminal justice system and stuff for like god almost 20 years man. really yeah yeah but uh doing heavy metal on the side doing barbecue <laughs> now for the past you know a few years barbecue uh, we'll probably go full-time next year nice uh, yeah good. We're just congratulations gonna, thank you thank you yeah, very much good job yeah we're looking for properties and stuff to even get our own kitchen build up and everything so we don't have to do the cold commissary thing with our food truck and right. for the catering so now how does that work with you guys um if you don't for our listeners that don't, if you don't know what a commissary kitchen is a lot of food trucks have to operate out of a shared kitchen space uh that a lot of other food trucks so you're always fighting for time slots you know you got to get in certain hours but i mean yeah you know barbecue at its core is you know cooking cooking your meats low temperature and for a very long time like Absolutely. how does that work if you're sharing a kitchen well uh we, we're approved to cook on our trailer uh our pits our pits mounted on the back of our trailer we've got a 20-foot trailer with an eight-foot porch on the back so we have a, a stick burner on the back if you don't know what a stick burner is it's a barbecue pit that burns all wood um we start our fires with charcoal or whatever but uh we burn all wood um it's on the trailer trailer's been approved by the health department so you know the commissary kitchen we do our preparations there you know you can trim your meat in there you can you know do your sides up in there but we cook everything actually on the pit so we don't really need an oven we don't we don't have a hood in our trailer or anything like that because we don't cook anything inside we just have the the pit on that back part and hey is the is the pit open or is it closed like a hawaiian underground emo thing it's the pit it, the pit sits on the porch and there's uh three walls around it are open so and there's a door to the kitchen part of our trailer right there so you walk out the door and you're facing the pit right there so that's it just vents out into the jamaican style yeah so, so that's one of my that's, that's you know we've got this like barbecue culture obviously here in the states and the first time i went to jamaica i think that was like just really fun to check out like as you're really getting out into the sticks in yeah. jamaica and all the places i mean you know all the, the jerk shops oh, man, that's I all they are you know it's just like a barbecue pit oh, where yeah. guys sit around breathing noxious fumes <laughs> for 12 hours a day so I most mean, of those places are they doing like cinder block pits like or something like that just on the ground so no they've got it like they'll, they'll have it built up and they'll have like you know some sort of uh, grate across the top of it they're all wood burning so i actually yeah. did snoop around one place um and i walked around the back where and there's just a dude like throwing wood on but it's like I would say he, he was cooking it a bit. It was probably about maybe 15 feet by 15 feet. Yeah. I mean, it was huge. That's awesome. And, uh, I mean, just you couldn't even see 
the amount of smoke. Yeah. You could barely see him. It just looked like he was in a freaking war. Nice. But, uh, I mean, the, 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 the jerk pork coming off that. Oh, dude, I love was, jerk barbecue, man. Oh, man, like, it's I've, so I've, good. It's been a while, but Jamaican jerk over there. They were on Keystone. I don't know where they moved to, man, but that stuff was. I mean, that's another thing to Arthur's point, you know, like, you know, when a lot of people think about, you know, jerk, you think jerk sauce. And it's yeah. like, well, that's jerk's really just kind of a Jamaican name for like a spice rub and barbecued meat. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just Jamaican barbecue. Yep. Well, I mean, those influences had to come from like a colonial source. Like I usually like to talk about history. I don't know shit about barbecue history. But in my quick little Wikipedia research, I did. <laughs> um, I, uh, you are good at I, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I try and find legitimate sources, but God damn it. Um, so I saw one it's source. It's best if somebody else does it for you. Yep. Uh, someone uh, had written that the Spaniards actually brought over the pigs to the East Coast in the 1500s. Right. And then uh, no one really knows where barbecue came from, but they can trace it back to like the late 1700s. And the barbecue word... Uh, I read comes from two potential sources, barbacoa from the Indian uh, meat heating apparatus, or uh, French, uh, barbecue, which is uh, whiskers to tails. Translates to yeah. whiskers to tails. I like that one yeah. better. Well, to me, I mean, barbecue is probably from from what I've my research. It's the just the oldest way of cooking throughout the world. Mostly, you throw in meat on top. Wikipedia. Nah, <laughs> Wikipedia books. You know, whatever forums I might be on. I don't know. Secret barbecue websites. No, just cooking cooking. Food over actual fire, man. Um, right. And it's primal. It's fun. I don't know who doesn't like to make a fire. Everybody has fire pits, but everybody's grilling hot dogs. That's your basic form. I mean, yeah, I mean you got your grilling and then you got your barbecue. Right. I think barbecue more. Barbecue is definitely taking off a lot more so. I mean, my uh, I've got family members that are like got real excited when everybody was making that big push with like they're putting smokers on sale at the local oh, yeah. hardware shops and then like the, the big green eggs and then all the knockoffs of that mm-hmm. and people that I don't know as cooks like they have never thought about it a day in their life and they want to jump head first into this world and I'm like I, I, that seems like a, a very expensive hobby that you're going to give up in a, in, a, in a week or two because you're going to realize that it's a lot more than just throwing some meat onto a grill. It's absolutely not as easy as just <laughs> throwing meat on a gas grill or anything like that. You can, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a learning curve. Uh, you can, I mean, you can try, but you're not going to turn out anything good if you haven't done your research or you haven't failed many times. I yeah, mean, it's, it's, so it's not easy necessarily. Speaking if it was of easy, research, more people would do it. So, like, you mentioned, like, secret website societies or something <laughs> there has the to be web, yeah man. there's got to be a hardcore like cult following oh, yeah. like circles of exchange like you know forums online are absolutely. there any sites that you could recommend oh. for people listening that would be like a good absolutely source of- one of the best resources for somebody beginning to you know get the barbecue bug barbecuebrethren.com it's a phenomenal <laughs> website i mean it's just a forum and, and there's plenty of corny shit on there but uh you can, if you know what you're looking for, if you take the time to research, you can find basically any trick to barbecue, any secret, any technique. You can find it on there. It's it's a wealth of knowledge. It's insane. You can, if you know how to look for it, you can find all the competition barbecue secrets too. You know, you just got to know what you're looking for and read between the lines. So it's all there. Otherwise, you're taking a $700 class to try to learn that shit right. from people who may or may not right. tell you everything. Some people that don't want to take a $700 class. I mean, yeah. you know, this is the 4th of July. Everybody's out <laughs> right now, and so we're going to be a day late to help you out on your 4th of July barbecue. Blow but, some shit up for the country. Right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But, I mean, you know, where, where should people start? I mean, you know, do you recommend them going out and buying really nice stuff to get started? No. Or, God, no. you know, like just, uh, you know, kind of figuring it out in the beginning if, i mean there's got to be some yeah you know like i did i started out on a gas grill with wood chips on the side i wouldn't necessarily recommend that because you're not going to get you know a full barbecue experience but you can man you can cook fantastic barbecue on a weber kettle you know like and god you can get one of those on craigslist for pennies man i mean yeah all you have to do is learn how to set up an indirect fire on one side of it with some charcoal throw in some wood chunks don't use those shitty wood chips that'll just burn up um and you don't need to soak your wood i don't know what people do that for and I think it, you hit that though. That's the part that I think most often gets fucked up by home cooks is the indirect heat you yeah. just said. Like, yeah. you know, like setting everything up is where most people fail. Yeah. I mean, uh, I did too. I mean, I grew up, man. We were like, ah, we're oh, going to sure. barbecue this weekend, and we just roast the fuck out of it. Everything was overcooked in. on the outside and undercooked. Exactly. Yeah, keep hitting it with, you know, fucking something flammable. Oh, Boosh. yeah. Just like exactly. a whole bottle of lighter fluid. <laughs> oh. Everything tasted like chemicals. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How come Uncle John doesn't have eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, man, you, if, you, if you set it up right, you can cook 
fantastic whatever you want on a, on a kettle um, if you want to step up from that uh, my first like smoker was a Weber Smoky Mountain like a bullet smoker it's got uh, two racks it's got, you got your heat on the bottom you've got uh, a water pan baffle in between you can fill it with water you can fill it with sand you can fill it with whatever the hell you want but then that gives you the indirect uh, indirect heat source without having to worry about banking your coals to the side or setting anything up like that in a kettle. So in those, man, you can get those on Craigslist too for like a hundred bucks and they're easy to use, easy to set up. Uh, all kinds of forums dedicated to using a Weber Smoky Mountain and it's they're easy and they, they're awesome. We used one in our first time competing and came in fifth place overall out of really 30 some teams. We used that in a homemade drum that had my grass clippings all sprayed on it because I never washed it off. <laughs> so, definitely a part of the, the barbecue culture are these competitions. Like Walk us through one of these competitions. What's all involved here? The judges, the tasting, the criteria. Well, the only competitions I've done have been uh, KCBS competitions. That's Kansas City Barbecue Society sanctioned competitions. That's what that stands. Yeah. I was like, so as I'm doing my research for Chris, I was like, I don't understand what this what this acronym stands yeah, for. Yeah. Kansas City Barbecue Society. It's like the it's the largest sanctioning body barbecue community, whatever you want to call it. I don't know exactly what they call themselves. They got a board of directors and they got a big ass office in Kansas City. Blah blah blah. Never go tell one of the board of directors to go fuck themselves. Yeah, don't plan to meet them actually, but hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe be in Kansas City. Yeah, I, I, I took a picture by their uh, building when I was there last time. But nice. yeah, so you got to register? You got like send yeah. samples, or how do you get approved? Uh, <laughs> samples. You got to take a written test on barbecue. In pretty much every state, every weekend during the warm months, you're going to have a KCBS sanctioned contest. They sanction the contest. Uh, teams get points of the year. Uh, points uh to their whatever you know i don't know you, you can you get points <laughs> but uh you cook food you get points. exactly you get points so i don't know mo- most contests have you know anywhere from 25 to 60 some teams like for example this ne- we're doing one next weekend here in indianapolis it's uh, a sam's club competition and it's the sam's club sponsors it it's a national competition you know the the prize purse is like ten grand or something like that. Nice. Um, you you get top six place. You move on to the regionals. Then if you get do well there, then you go to the national competition. But you know it, it's not necessarily your typical KCBS contest. But let's, there's thirty teams. Uh, you show up on Friday morning, get your rig set up. Like we just pull in our trailer now, basically, and we're set up. Before we had to set up pop up tents and do things like that. You know. You can't do anything to any of the meats that you uh, are, are cooking beforehand. You can't trim them, or you can trim them, but you can't inject them with any solutions. You can't rub them down with anything. And in a KCBS contest, you're cooking chicken, you're cooking pork, you're cooking uh, pork ribs, and you're cooking brisket. You got to turn in all four categories to be considered for a, a grand championship. And all the, you have to turn those in the next morning. So as soon as you code to the competition, usually somebody comes around and does a meat inspection. That means they're checking to make sure you haven't done anything to pre-season it. Make sure that you're holding it at the right temperature so you don't get the judges sick as shit or anything like that. Sure. Um, I would assume that there's a little bit of a self-policing oh, absolutely. Uh, aspect to this as well. Like if you saw the asshole next to you yeah. doing a little rub beforehand. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. And, and, and these barbecue people, we're kind of outcasts. You know, a lot of these teams are older guys or country guys, and we're like metalheads who are like drinking <laughs> Well, I was, was going to ask, is it like, like is it clickish? You know, like, do they make you wear uniforms? And <laughs> yeah. is it like, it's like dodgeball competitions where you got, you know, like, it, I mean, it is a little bit clickish, honestly. Like we, like our first few contests, you know, we came in as a, like a new team and like did really well in our first contest and didn't know anybody. And I could see people like, you know, like thumbing their noses at me and kind of we nobody really talked to us. Um, but then, you know, as we got kept going, kept seeing the same people, we made friends with a ton of people. It's like being so. back in high school. Yeah. No, it kind of yeah. is. It kind of is. But <laughs> I don't know. It's, but like some there's people a roll really up. growing like movement towards this. Like, oh, it's have insane. you seen that? Have you seen more like, influx of teams now that they got this shit on TV and stuff? Yeah, it's kind of slowed down a little. They bit. have this on TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Barbecue I, Pitmasters. There's a TV show that it's, I don't think that's on anymore. But uh, I was flipping the channels the other day. Literally, nothing was on. I was like, oh, barbecue, whatever. I'll watch that. We just I'm did hungry. a casting call for a barbecue show the other day. Did you really? coming in the, yeah. I don't know, forget it or anything, but I don't expect to. But yeah, it's, it's still. Oh, dude, I, I, your vote, you got my vote. Like, I don't think <laughs> no. I have a say, but. You should call him and say, hey. <laughs> yeah, right. Are the, uh, are the competitions like genre specific or ingredient specific? Like, this is all pork shoulder and this is all South Carolina, or you just, whatever goes. Like, yeah, you do well, your style, bring it. Well, and, uh, for the KCBS competitions, I mean, you're, you're turning in the four meats and you turn them in how, however the hell you want based on their rules. You know, you've yeah. got to turn in six 
individual portions because there's uh, there's six judges at a table. So and they've got multiple tables. I won't get into how they score sure. everything, but are the judges all skinny? <laughs> I guess that would be a no. No, but if you go, you know, it's a good idea to go in there and kind of take a look at the judges before you turn in your stuff to see if they're a bunch of old folks or if they're younger folks. So gotcha. You can, you can kind of see, if, you know, do I need to tame down the heat a little bit uh, and that sort of thing. So, you know, it kind of helps a little bit. But, like, to Arthur's point, um, I, don't, I don't know if we quite got the answer. Like, yeah. so... Okay, they they're dictating like you've got to have these meats. Yeah. You know, we're doing ribs. We're doing. You said four pork, meats. Whatever. What are the four meats? Uh, chicken, um, pork ribs, which can be you can do baby backs, you can do whole spare ribs, you can do uh, St. Louis trimmed ribs, um, pork shoulder, which they pork butt is fine. You can do a whole shoulder if you want and turn it in however you want, and brisket. So, but are they telling you a style like regional style? No. So you can go you any gotta, regional style you want. You got to figure it out. So you got to like butter up the judges. You got to figure out if there's a bunch of dudes yes. sitting around from Georgia, you don't want to be handing them some but Kansas the, the, City but barbecue. Kansas City barbecue society contests are a different animal. You know, there's different sanctioning bodies. There's ones down south. You know, where you, you're going to turn in that vinegary sauce. If you go to a KCBS contest and turn in a straight up Carolina vinegar sauce on your stuff, you're probably going to get shit upon with your scores. They're probably going to be terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I, I assume there's only so many judges, so if you go to enough of these, you can kind of maybe gauge Man, their... It's you, All you got to do is take a, a class to become a certified judge in this, and these people show up all the time. There's a ton of them, man, and they love to eat, so you, you do see a lot of the same people, and they travel, though, too, man. All right, so... They can't I, live that long, though. After our <laughs> last episode, Arthur... We literally just did an interview and spur of the moment decided to go to fucking Alzaz. Oh, just, shit. And so now, why don't we just get certified as a barbecue judge you and travel around and eat barbecue? You absolutely should. I need one more set of post-nominal letters behind my name. I can see that. <laughs> right. like, spirits, French wine scholar, Spanish song, blah, blah. Barbecue, barbecue judge. judge. <laughs> you know, and you were talking about the flavor profile of these contests. I mean, it's you basically want to get a very well balanced, sweet, heat, spice, salt. Um, but the most important thing is getting the perfect tenderness of the of right. the meats. Right. You know, they, they have a bite test for a rib that you're that is the perfect rib to KCBS standards. You bite it, it comes off just where you took the bite. It doesn't fall off the bone, and the bone dries off immediately after you take that bite. And Jesus, away. really? Yeah. So, I mean, most people like fall off. So they're like analyzing their bone. Like, hold on, let's see if it dries off. Exactly. And, you know, you got your brisket, you know, your bend test and your pull test. You got to pull the brisket and it's just supposed to pull apart with just the slightest, you know, effort. You just got to hit the nail that uh, tenderness. If you nail the tenderness and do a taste that's not offensive, but it's got a flavor pop because you're they're only taking like one bite. You'll do okay. Are you allowed to drink while you're cooking? We wouldn't do it if we could, man. Okay. So, and that's, that's the only damn reason why we started doing this, so we could hang out and just drink a shit And that's the segue to my next question. Like, drink barbecue. Jesus Christ, I need to stop drinking. Obviously, like, you know, you guys are slow cooking things, so people are drinking, drinking. Have you ever been in a competition where someone was just, like, fucking tanked and got all mad and was like, Durka, 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 and made a scene? and like other than, like, my team doing that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't recall. I don't know, man. Like, I, like we probably drink twice as much as any of the other teams in these competitions. Um, but nah, Does anybody like really just fucking come in arrogant as shit and just like set shit on fire like uh, not tend their meat <laughs> and just like get hammered and walk away and then it, You know, you don't always know that but you can always find out the next day because after they do the judging they hand you a score sheet and you see a team who's like way at the bottom with like the shittiest score you've ever seen uh, you pretty much damn well uh, know what exactly kind of like Kind of like coming to America, sexual chocolate where he's like, <laughs> sexual chocolate at the end of performance, no one claps, he just drops the mic, fucking walks away Nah man, there's been stories of people like jumping in creeks and stuff uh, you know, and we've had our fair share of teammates uh, not doing so hot, you know. I mean, I bet hard. it's quite a scene. I, I've never been to a barbecue competition, but I can imagine there's just like a lot of really fun good old boys, you know. Oh, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's half fun good old boys and then half people who take it way too damn seriously. And th that part's not fun. You know, you roll in with your 500 grand RV and you stay inside the whole time and don't talk to anybody. That's kind of lame. But then, the, man... The, the, the team sitting It's kind of any theme of a barbecue. I mean, isn't the whole point of sharing food and yeah, having you know, that, that's, a social experience? To me, exactly. That's what barbecue is. Barbecue is mm, yeah. about community, and that's something that we're trying to bring about here in town when we set up, you know, when we set up and we're vending or at an event or something. 
I always take the time to talk about our pits and try to, you know, educate people on barbecue. Yeah. And, I mean, it's barbecue. It can't be like that pretentious, you know. I mean, like, exactly. That'd be if it, like, I would I never I do see it. People if, getting spices from like Lavoie and you know, <laughs> right, yeah. something, you know, like. You know, just good. Lior, we're not calling you pretentious. Right, not at all, not at all. Just, you know, that high end, that, that selective. You know? I mean, Refer back to it is, get, The competitions are getting to that point where some people believe that only Wagyu beef's going to win or only, right. you know, some weird heritage pork, you know, that you can only get for $200 for a pork butt or something. That's what people do. Not us, man. We buy the cheap stuff. Uh, we, I mean, we'll cook with a prime brisket or whatever. But Yeah, like our chili powder is free range. Yeah, nice. <laughs> It, some people are like that. It's a little ridiculous. You want to let you make sure your chilies have access to roam <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> these chilies were treated humanely. Yeah, we didn't put these in a cage. <laughs> we didn't put these in a planter box like those other guys. Uh, so what kind of style do you cook? I mean, you, I mean, everybody. Well, not necessarily do you cook because you, you know, I'm sure you're yeah. changing it up to depending on the competition, but. What's your What's your well, favorite? Where's your yeah. heart? You know, I just like simple barbecue. Honestly, like that's what we. We try to cook. We try to uh, just nail the tenderness, you know. Less is more, man. Exactly, exactly. We cook over hickory wood and cherry wood exclusively, um, unless, you know, we have some other local. We cook over, whatever we can find locally is what we what we source, you know, our wood-wise. Um, we, we cook over a wood fire. We just cook the meat simply. We put a spice rub on it. Um, you know, we, we, we are you at liberty to divulge your spice rub I without know. giving away secrets? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's simple. I mean, I, I won't say the ratios, you know, <laughs> but it's heavy on the salt, pepper, paprika, a little bit of sugar here and there, you know, a little bit of chili powder. Um, pretty simple stuff, a little cumin, a little bit, you know. Um, and really, the after you've cooked something for and we cook pretty hot compared to what some people do, we cook around 300 degrees. Okay. Um, and you know you're really not going to be able to tell much difference between a salt and pepper brisket and some super complicated rub brisket after that time and you're going to have it as long as the salt contents there you're going to have a nice bark a nice crust and a decently flavored brisket you know it's we try to let the flavor of the meat shine through we always serve our sauce on the side so brisket's one of my favorite brisket like, is absolutely my when favorite when it's well done it's my oh. favorite when it's fucked up i oh it's just, the worst when it, it's not yeah, good right it's man. You, you can't even chew it there's just not enough <laughs> fat and yeah then yeah. i just would go for some ribs or something that's a little yeah. bit harder to screw up like baby backs anyway yeah not, yeah so, i mean style wise we don't we don't i don't claim to be any style specific we just try to cook simple good barbecue man so what um just while we're moving that direction, like what are the most prominent like regional styles in the U.S. of barbecue? Well, what everybody thinks about is Kansas City style because it's heavy on the sauce. You know, Kansas okay. City, you know, they... That's tomato-based sauce. Yeah, right? a sweet a sweet tomato-based sauce with a little bit of tang to it, you know, depends on which place you go to. And they cook all the meats, you know, you know Kansas City's known for their burn-ins, so they're cooking brisket, mm. they're cooking ribs, they're cooking... Yeah, give me some burn-ins. Everything, you know. Oh, I love burn-ins so much. Um, so Kansas City is what you think of. You know, you go to the store and you get like a Sweet Baby Ray's sauce or, you know, whatever that kind of crap is. And that's that's what people think of as Kansas City style. I actually hate Kansas City brisket except for the burn ends because they slice it really thin and it's weird. I don't, don't like it. But, um, you know, and then Texas style, you got your just people claim it's just salt and pepper, which is kind of bullshit because I know. There's a lot more beef <laughs> down there just with cattle. Yeah, man. Uh, Texas is beef country. You got your beef shoulder clod or, you know, brisket is so damn popular, of course. Um, but they're starting to branch out down there a little bit with more spare ribs and, you know, some places are cooking pork now and there. And then in your East Coast, you, Carolinas, it's all pork. Down South, it's mostly pork. Um, down with the pork. And then, I mean, but there's, there's also, like, cross-sections within the states, like different styles between where you're at in Carolinas and oh, then also, like, Texas down South. It's yeah. more, like, Spanish influence. Oh, oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, if you Texas is a big fucking state, Texas man. is fucking huge. I <laughs> have mean, you guys te- ever driven across Texas? No, I have no desire to drive across Texas. Texas is awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I love Texas. No, I've been all no, through it, I love, I, Yeah, I'm not... That's <laughs> no, I just mean, like, had to drive Size through wise. it. Oh, I've never... I've never... No, I've yeah. driven from... I've driven halfway through it. Okay, so I love yeah, Texas. Well, that takes a day and a half. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, oh, easily a day. Yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. Know, like, I have no desire to drive across that state. That's insane. Austin, yeah, like, Houston, Dallas, huge. the cities are great, but I've driven across it a couple of times, just heading out west and coming back. And there's a reason why Texas Chainsaw Massacre fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you get people out in the desert at high heat in remote places... Unless you're like a Buddhist in an ashram in the Himalayas or some shit. See, I was going to go the other direction. I was going to say, unless you're like Bill Hicks eating mushrooms out in the desert. (laughs) You do weird shit, which might involve eating people. You know, I mean, 
There's a reason why they made that movie. It fucking happened. Yeah, Texas is creepy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's some great cities there. No, but you're, you're definitely right, man. Uh, difference. There's. I've got this awesome book, uh, Prophets of Barbecue, or something like that. Uh, it's all about Texas barbecue, and it talks about the different, how how different it is from each region. Um, you know, they cook with different woods. You know, in Barbacoa down south, where they just bury a cow's head in the dirt and cook it that way, and then you've got people doing direct heat briskets and everything versus people doing the slow post oak smoke and then so some people do some weird shit like i read that like florida does barbecue mullet i don't know really? about that yeah Fish. yeah and uh, kentucky does barbecue mutton oh yeah the mutton oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um and then alabama's white sauce yeah explain the white sauces we were talking about that a little yeah, bit before no, we got yeah, going so here I, today i went down to alabama to pick up uh to pick up a barbecue pit and we stopped in Big Bob Gibson's, which some people, I don't know if it is or not, but some people claim that's the first place to do the white sauce. They serve it with their chicken. They, uh, they, they, they barbecue their chicken, and then they dip the whole thing in this white sauce. It's like a mayo, vinegar. I don't even know exactly what's in it. but uh, Horseradish. Horseradish a little bit. And, you know, it, it's actually, it's really good. They have the bottles on their table, which aren't as good as the stuff that comes out on the chicken. Um, you know, it's tangy. I, I love mayo. It's my favorite condiment anyway, so I, I'd probably put that on anything. It's a little bit different, and there's probably a reason why it hasn't really taken off more than down there. I don't think most people want to put mayo-based mayo sauce yeah. on all their barbecue. So I'd check it out. Yeah, I I'm think it's awesome, dude. I mean, I love coleslaw and... on my pork, and I make a mayo-based coleslaw, so hey. Like a sandwich <laughs> style. Like... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I would, I would assume, though, then since because of your love of, uh, of the mayonnaise and, and white sauce that like Carolina vinegar braised uh, is not quite your your cup of tea. You're wrong. Really? Am I wrong? All right. Dude, I love Carolina based. I love I'm vinegar at. sauce, man. I do too. Uh, I, I, I like really the like the Carolinas. Yeah. I love the vinegar more so than the yeah. sticky icky. Now, that's funny though, uh, because I find that a lot of people here in Indiana um, are very much in tune with the Carolina style. Yeah, like that vinegar based is just it, yeah. But is any place around here actually? Serving? I'm not. Sh- yeah, I mean, we, we make a, we make a a, a, a hey, riff you, on a Carolina sauce. It, it's I'm a, like you're sitting right. here talking to a American guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, so Does anybody here do that? Other than the guy <laughs> yeah, that we're we do sitting the here. black metal red sauce. I mean, it, it's a black heavy, metal red sauce. It's heavy on a on vinegar. Yeah. All right, Just we got to pause for a second on that one. Man. <laughs> so black metal barbecue, and I think that's how I first became aware of you was your fucking kick-ass logo which we will put up on instagram awesome ed was randomly googling metal and barbecue <laughs> yeah right late, like, late at night drinking rum <laughs> right it's like what else am i into man i'm into barbecue i'm gonna type that in the, in the google machine you already had a black metal typed in the bar i need to put barbecue on. no i mean uh, to describe it you've got what like a couple utensils what there's like a spatula and like a yeah we've got a, we got a pig wearing corpse paint he's yeah. kind of just totally. kind of gruff and whatnot yeah. And yeah and he's uh, he's got some, you I'm know, stone some and I'm hungry kids. and I want to rock. <laughs> I'm Googling metal barbecue. Yeah, man. No, I, I probably drew that up after drinking. It's some on bourbon. the fucking side of their trailer. It's it's so badass, That's pretty man. Cool. But obviously, you're you're the like logo. Us. Like, who came with the logo? The logo rocks. Yeah, that was me, dude. I uh, I drew it up and had a friend clean in it up. In true black the, metal style. Yeah, like, nah, I drew it up. It's on my folder. I, I drew it up on my folder. Actually, I did. I, I still have it. <laughs> I don't know if it's a folder. I got a scrap of paper I drew it up on, and luckily I know some people who know how to use Photoshop and cleaned it up for me. Drew it on my folder. I just got a flashback to study hall. Yeah. Next to my like, logo. Detention. Like, right. wrong. Yeah. Drawing on my folders. That's awesome. Hey, with black metal, you just have to have a shitload of like lines just and just tell people lines what it says. here and there. Yeah, it's exactly. That's why we have it like there was a like legible that, font underneath, like on the trailer. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. There was like uh, some meme that went around uh, a couple years ago. That, you see, it's like Google Translate, the black metal <laughs> translator. You like it could hold it over, and it was like, oh, this is entombed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So obviously you're a metalhead. Absolutely, man. And yeah. I mean, so much to the point that you you named your business Black Metal Barbecue. I mean, so obviously uh, most into black metal. No, actually, I'm more into death metal than black metal, but okay. black metal sounded better than death metal barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> right. You Funny might, there's no line over there. You might isolate yourself a right. little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come get your salmonella here. Sodomy metal barbecue. Get in line. <laughs> no, right on, man. I mean, it's a kick-ass name, and Thank it's a really you. cool logo. Thank and you. Yeah, I mean, you're sitting here wearing a metal shirt. And <laughs> so you got your food truck. And um, you're not you're you're not like entirely in on the food uh, truck culture here because you don't like 
park as much on the street. You do more catering. But our food culture uh, in the truck scene has really, like, blown up in the past several years. It's starting to dwindle a little bit, Is I think. It? Man, I um, mean, uh, yeah. Coal Ship just got one. And John over Yeah, but they also just opened two bricks margarita. and mortar places. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but they still yeah. got a truck. But uh, I think people are still buying I'm them. seeing a lot of people that are, like, augmenting their regular restaurant with a truck because being in the Midwest, I mean, that's a, that's a tough gig, a, man. I mean, a, you only have a few months a year to... It's a hard to, way to live in the winter, for sure. Right, uh, right. That's like, what I was getting at. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how people can just do a solely a food truck in the winter. You, you have to... You have to do some catering you got to do something to, you know to get those sales during the winter months i mean so. don't get me wrong i love our food truck scene here there's some kick-ass places oh yeah there's still a ton and a lot of them they're not necessarily like parking on the streets downtown waiting for people to walk up to them right. they're doing corporate lunches and going you know doing weddings events, and doing a lot festivals. of stuff like that you know and that's kind of what we focused on is doing events more so and catering than pulling up and parking down the street even though you know we, we have plans to do quite a bit of that but i see a lot of um and I've never been part of it, you know, with our restaurants. But I know for a fact that a lot of people in this neighborhood and um, uh, down some of the other like trendier part of town, trendier parts of town, the uh, the restaurants have actually like fought to move the trucks out of the way. Like you yeah. know, they're like, oh, they're taking up parking spaces and they're taking our customers. And they didn't ask to be here. They don't have a permit. Blah 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 blah. And and I mean, I I could I guess somewhat see it, but like I mean, like I said, I've never been that person because. I'm friends with a lot of the people that own food yeah. trucks, and like it's a it's a hard racket, like you said, you know, like we have three four months a year where it's decent weather, and then it's you know, it's crap. Yeah, it's just <laughs> crap. I could see being a brick and mortar and being pissed if like some truck like parked right out in front of my place too, you know. I mean, but well, hey. they parked right out in front of my place. I'm be like, all right, Dick, nah. go a half a block down. Yeah, you know, but hey, you park a little ways away. I mean, it's it's a whole different thing. I mean, to me, if I want to just grab something, I'm walking by. I might grab a taco from a truck or something, or if I want to go sit down and have a beer and a different experience, I'll go into a brick and mortar well, place. That's, that's the thing, right? Like, it's an experience thing. Like, if you're like, hey, let's go to lunch, and I like, hey, let's just stand up and eat on the sidewalk instead you yeah, know? Like, yeah you are either going to do that or you're going to go to a restaurant like i don't think it's a, a spur of the moment decision like eh, fuck it let's just stand and eat over a trash can that sounds <laughs> a lot cooler yeah if, i mean most times when i eat at a food truck i'm just driving by one and i'll pull over real fast and go grab something and sit in my truck and eat it and then go back to whatever i was doing so right, yeah you know. how many people you got working with you uh, i've got a business partner jamie vernon uh so it's, it's two of us, but then we've got... Jamie family. was going to be here today. Jamie but was he going to be here, but he's probably been partying all day. He's I know. well he was, lubricated. He was, he, was, he was hanging out at home. Hey, Jamie, how you doing, Bo? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, and we've got, man, we've got teammates. We've got uh, my buddy TJ, my buddy Chris, who help us at competitions, and they'll help us when we're doing bigger vending events that we can't handle. My wife, Kirsten, she's the face of our trailer. She's uh, always... You know, taking the orders and taking the cash and doing all awesome. that sort So of when thing. Black Metal Barbecue rolls up to a competition, how many people do you have with you? Um, usually uh, three to four max. Okay. You know, uh, two of us are pretty damn busy the whole time, so we need a runner, somebody to go turn in our boxes. You know, a fourth person can help out clearing out the garbage and stuff on Saturday. It gets real hectic on Saturdays at a competition. It's like Saturday mornings are crazy because you have to turn everything in between uh, – like what? What is it? 12, 12.30, 1, 1 30. So between twelve and one thirty, it's like they call it the fastest two hour in sports because everybody thinks <laughs> barbecue is a sport, you know. So how much? <laughs> that's ridiculous. How much time do you get to actually cook? As man, you can start if you show up uh, Friday morning at a competition. You turn your stuff in Saturday, like I said, starting at noon usually. As soon as you get that meat inspected by the meat inspector, you can start doing whatever you want to do at that point, man. So you've so got you, a minimum of 24 hours. Yeah, you, you, could, you could start cooking at 9 a.m. if you get there early enough, but why the hell would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, there's bourbon. I mean, yeah, yeah, get it done and hold it somehow. <laughs> so what, um, you know, speaking of bourbon, what do, um, what do you typically like to drink with your barbecue? Um, at a competition or just in general? Just in general. Just in general, man. I like drinking just like a lager or just like a cheap American beer, man, when I'm drink, eating barbecue. I'm, I'm, I love craft beer. I love the craft beer movement. I love all the local breweries and everything. But if I'm sitting down with a plate of barbecue, I just want a light beer. Just Bud Light, Miller Light, something like that, to be honest with you. Um, Fountain Square Brewery does a nice Pilsner that I like, too. So, Arthur, so... If I'm sitting down with a uh, a plate of, of smoked pork, barbecue pork, what what would you recommend? I mean, I, well, wine, I mean, wine wise, because I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. You know, yeah. I mean, it, and you could match it up either the flavor profile, you could match it up 
the tactile impression. So if you're dealing with the Carolinas, you got vinegar, so you're going to need something more acidic. If you're drinking beer, drink something with a lower pH or a sour should work out well. Um, if you're doing wine, you would, again, want to do something. That's what I was thinking, wine-wise. Yeah, yeah like do something goes with barbecue. more acidic. No you know, fucking off-dry Riesling goes with everything. Good point. So the acidity and, and the Riesling would go great with the vinegar. And if you do have a little bit of spice to it, the residual sugar would yeah. kind of pacify the palate for it. If you're drinking something that's more smoky and more intense, you're going to want to increase the intensity of your wine and put less emphasis on the structure, but more so the flavor profile. So... Some Southern Rhone stuff that's kind of smoky and meaty could be really cool. Some Spanish Garnacha. Zinfandel's kind of a no-brainer, too. Mm-hmm. Just nice and spicy and jammy and ripe. Um, what do you think about Italians? What's up? What about Italian wines? Italian wines? Um, Rosado, uh, virtually from any region, would be absolutely awesome. For the bigger, more intense styles, you could do something from the south, like some of the Sicilian, uh, Sardinian yeah. reds. Yeah. Um, if you're doing the tart style, then you could go back up north and deal with more acidic grape varieties, either stopping in Tuscany with um, some Sangioveses or yeah. even up to, to Piedmont. I, I don't know if I've ever had Nebbiolo based wine with uh, with Carolina barbecue, but I'd be really interested. To I don't try know if I'd it. do it with Carolina barbecue barbecue, but yeah, there's there's a few out there that I think it might work with. And I was thinking, so like the first I think Amarone from Northeast would be absolute yeah, tits with the sweeter Kansas style. I was just thinking, uh, you know, like the uh, Kenina beef. You know, they the, the giant side of cow they serve in uh, Tuscany. Has he ever had one of those steaks? And yeah. I was just like thinking, oh man, I mean, well, I mean, Chianti's always served next to that. I mean, you're in Tuscany. Chianti. I never tried it. Uh, I, again, I don't sit around drinking wine with barbecue. I'm usually, I'm with Chris. I, I, I go for like uh, a yeah, you know, high Beer and Gingale. bourbon, man. I need you guys to like help me out, <laughs> pair some wines with one of my barbecue dinners you, sometime. You got to do some barbecue with wild boar, man. Dude, that'd be fucking cool. It we would should, be, it'd be really awesome. We should do a barbecue dinner together. I'd and be all about that. Yeah, sign me up. Perhaps this is the first uh, shift drink dinner that we'll do. Uh, pop up first. Sh- yeah, a shift uh, drink pop up. You're all you're all invited <laughs> from across the globe. You'll be running into people from DC and UK and fucking Japan. <laughs> that would be pretty kick ass. Like, welcome awesome. to the Midwest, where we have no barbecue culture, but we're stealing everyone else. Crossroads <laughs> <laughs> of America, man. Between the different. You know, base meats, the different regional styles. I think it'd be real easy to do like a modestly priced wine dinner that was like six courses, oh, you man. know, paired with wines. And I think it'd be kick ass. So, when we're talking about smoking meats, um, you know, you don't hear really fish grouped in with the barbecue yeah. uh, part of it, but I mean, I mean, smoked fish is amazing. That's huge. I mean, it's, it's, kind of a different I mean it's kind of the same kind of different thing you know right. that's like cold smoke usually you know and a lot like people okay uh, doing salmon or whatever you know you're cooking it away I, well, I was just thinking about that joint in uh, uh what the hell's it called up near Chicago off of Lake Michigan you know what I'm talking about uh uh-uh. uh um god damn it, I'm blanking on the name of it but the place is badass just like a little uh, smoke shack off the lake and you yeah. can drop by and buy some, like, you know, lake fish that's been smoked. And, oh, damn. But they probably got a smokehouse or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right there. Like, you literally, you just buy from the dude there. Nice. They're smoking it right there. But I didn't know if that, like, if that had integrated as part of the barbecue culture or if it's really strictly, like, kind of pork, beef, yeah, you know, it's, chicken. It, from the areas of barbecue culture Calumet, that I'm Calumet in. Fisheries, that's what it's called. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know many people that really get into the smoking fish. Like I said, I mean, it's it's... In a way, you know, I, I know pe- more people that smoke cheese, you know, and the, the slow or like super low temperatures, you're barely even, there's no temperature there. You're just you're getting right. some smoke into it. And a lot of, uh, which as a side note, smoked mozzarella is uh, like fucking ambrosia. I love smoked cheese. Good. And you know, me, I don't personally know, I don't cook any fish in my barbecue pigs. I just don't want that extra fishy flavor hanging out when I try to cook something else. But, uh, yeah, sure. I'd have to have a dedicated pit. You know, it's something I've definitely thought about doing. I uh, haven't got into it, and I really don't know many people that do, man, but it's super interesting. I was watching something on TV. Oh, who's the dude on uh, WFYI, Steve Reichling or whatever? I don't know, some pro- oh, Project yeah, Smoke. Yeah. He was smoking salmon. I was watching that last night, actually. You know, he did a salt pack all around it, threw it in some electric smoker with some chips. He was like at 100 degrees or something. It was, was that wow. before or after the professional female wrestling? <laughs> that, was, that was before. <laughs> but You don't remember that, Arthur? The what? the glorious was that or glamorous which was I think it's gorgeous gorgeous, gorgeous whatever the wrestling, I think you don't I remember know. that from the eighties the uh, the female wrestling uh, it, it rings a bell like, I think WWF. some of them I think some of them ended up going into porn or something 
Oh, that's where it rings a bell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You just gave yourself away on that one. You're like, oh, I don't know that. But, uh, I, I will do some research tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm porn. Uh, yeah, but no, it's a new show on Netflix. Um, I've been, I just finished Orange is the New Black, so tonight I might start on, on Glow tonight. And <laughs> oh, you should, it's good. Although I've also been like going back and replaying uh, video games, like I've been playing all the uh, fucking uh, Uncharted nice. stuff. So, um, what are your thoughts on like the, the differences or benefits of like dry rubbing versus yeah wet rubbing or like marinating? Well, it depends, man. Uh, if you're marinating a steak or whatever, you're gonna do a lot more. It's a thinner cut, you know. Uh, you take a brisket if you want to marinate a brisket. You're not really going to get any marinade deep into it. It's, it's so thick and big. Same with the pork butt. Um, what a lot of people do is inject instead of marinating. They'll take a, right, some sort right, of marinade right. and inject it into, the, into a brisket or into a pork butt or shoulder. That's so, pretty common in the competition. Oh, it's yeah. super common, yeah. If you're not doing that in a competition, you're probably not doing very well. Okay. Um, you're getting phosphates in there, getting flavor in there, just retaining the moisture. It's it's huge. Uh, it's one it's of the, huge. It's huge. It's huge. Huge. <laughs> but uh, you know, Fuck dry you, rubs, Trump for ruining that word. I, I I love just basic dry rub barbecue, man. Um, sometimes I'll put a slather of something down on top, a little oil or a little mustard or something to help the rub stick. Some people say it tenderizes the meat. I don't know if that's true or not, but hmm. dry rub and throw it on a, a lot of. A lot of uh, superstition when it comes to barbecue. There is a lot of superstition <laughs> when it comes to barbecue. Really? Yeah. What have you heard? None. No, no I'm just saying like oh, like this technique works, and I have to do it this way every time. Oh, there, there, like, there's there's some weird shit out there, like the whole mustard thing, man. People rub their ribs down with mustard before they throw the the rub on there. You know, like some people, like I just said, some people think think it tenderizes it. Some people are like, "What the hell are you doing with that mustard? Put it on your damn hot dog." You know, blah blah blah, <laughs> that kind of shit. Oh, like like. Mustard sauce. I mean, just like yellow mustard, mustard man. Yeah, not even mustard, mustard sauce. Yeah, yeah. Not even a Carolina style. Just, just straight up a cheap bottle of mustard squirted on there. And I still do that sometimes. It just helps the rubs. You know, <laughs> See, I'm not gonna lie. He's like calling people out. He's exactly. Like, yeah, these but, fucking dumbasses. I mean, I do it. Sometimes. Oh no, well, I do a lot of yeah, shit, dude. Yellow mustard is one of the ingredients in the Carolina style, right? Yeah. What is it? Is it South Carolina that does the yes, mustard? South style? Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love mustard sauce too, man. <laughs> like Me too, nobody man. around here. I, I have uh, yet to come up with my own version that's awesome. I but, fucking uh, hate yellow mustard. That stuff's good, really? man. I love like whole grain mustard, but the yellow mustard thing. Uh, I'm a ketchup dude through and through. Yeah, like don't put it on my fucking man, burger. Little don't put yellow it on my mustard. Hot dog. It's, got the, it's got the acid. No, man, no. It's got the mustard flavor. Fuck it. Yeah, it's gross. You get oh. that whole grain mustard. It doesn't have that acid. That you get. I don't. I, I I can't get past the flavor of yellow mustard. Have you had mustard, like, barbecue sauce before? Yeah, but that's mixed it's, with a bunch of other shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just by itself. I don't know. Maybe, eh, maybe it's psychosomatic. Like it. <laughs> I'm a ketchup dude, unless it's a really badass mustard. You say ketchup dude? A ketchup dude. Ketchup, uh, dude. See, I'm not at all, man. Like, that shit's so sweet. And, like, I mean, I just... I'd rather have a tomato sauce that doesn't have all that added sugar. <laughs> but, like, I mean, you've been traveling around, Chris, so, you know, like... You know, what's the uh, what's your favorite barbecue joint you've been to? Like, have you been Ooh. to any of the big the big boys? Like the like kind of legendary, uh, like the Franklin barbecue. I have not been to Franklin barbecue. I went I went to South by Southwest a while back. I don't know if I'd want to stand in line. No, I mean, dude, I'm not going to stand in line to eat damn barbecue. I'm sure it's fantastic. But and I'm, where are these places at? Uh, well, Franklin barbecues in Austin, Texas. In okay. um, Texas has. They, they claim to be the best barbecue in the in the nation, of course. But I've had great barbecue in Texas. I don't even remember what place I went to. I was just down there in Austin and went to some random-ass place, and it was fantastic. Man, favorite barbecue place, though? Some of the best barbecue I've had has been at barbecue competitions from other teams, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, what team should we be looking out for? Black Metal Barbecue. <laughs> other than, that kind of goes without saying. Dude, though, there's, so many, there's so many. You're going to be hard to miss, man. Look, look for the metalheads <laughs> with the... Pig and corpse so, paint. Uh, for a lot of people, even though they're taking it serious, it's much more. It's more recreational. Like restaurants aren't sending people to cock to barbecue. Oh, sure they are. are. Yeah, they are. Really? Yeah, Squealers here in town has. Uh, they're at most okay. barbecue competitions we go to, and you know they're. A, so it's a mix of independent people that are oh, just yeah. doing it as a hobby, and then also businesses for promotion. Absolutely, you know, you write it off as a business, you know, have fun, you know, whatever. But do the uh, independent people actually... come up with really silly ass names for their teams? Oh yeah. Oh my God, it's the puns, man. It's. <laughs> I mean, there's people that make a living doing the competitions, though, right? Oh, I mean, like a, the oh, really yeah. high, the upper echelon. Yeah, like, there's a few. Because you just said ten grand. 
oh, on that sure. competition yeah, coming I up? I mean, you do like a one weekend at work and you're winning multiple grand. I mean, it, I mean, that's a third of what a lot of people make in a year. You do, yeah. You win most three of, those, of those. Most of those teams that are doing well, they, they supplement that, uh, supplement their income with doing their own line of rubs, their own line of sauces, their own line of, and they do classes 700 bucks a head for a class and they sell them out every time to teach the secrets of competition barbecue. How much like, for a class? Like, usually it's around 700, 800 bucks, man, for one person. See, we do need to go to this barbecue, get class. <laughs> barbecue judge <laughs> certification going on. <laughs> You know, barbecue and wine with Ed like, and Arthur. If you're good enough, you can make a living doing it, at least for a while until stuff changes, you know, I guess. I don't know. And this was the last that. episode of the Shift Drink podcast. We, next week will be the Shift Barbecue podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Making money. With every shift, you get a one rib. Can I just get one rib? <laughs> one rib. Such oh, a great movie. It's a fucking great movie. Chris Rock will never, ever live that down, man. So that's um, fuck the cup. Poured in my hand for a dime. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I mean, you you said you next year you've got plans to roll this into uh, like a restaurant, right? Yeah, I man, mean, we're, we're hoping to. We're hoping to start out just a lunchtime spot to start with. You know, you're uh, completely insane, right? What's that? That's insanity. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's stupid. Uh, I mean, coming from someone in the restaurant industry, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, barbecue's insane, dude. I mean, I, I get up at two a.m. and start cooking stuff, and then I'm, you're uh, like bakers. Yeah, yeah you yeah, have to start at an and and somehow get hour. through the day. I don't know, you know. You got to learn how to hold it. You well, learn how and to do it. not only that, I worked at a barbecue joint that was probably fifteen years ahead of its time. I was in my early twenties, and it was like before the kind of big barbecue wave hit. Yeah, and the guy, you know. It, didn't do so well and ended up uh, going out of business within a year. But, um, you know, like the hours you keep, like, you know, you, you like you said, you wake up at two o'clock in the morning, you start your meet or whatever. But like when you run out, you're out. Like, you're there's out. there's you no can, like running back to the back kitchen and like quick, somebody dice up that yeah. onion real quick. We need it. We're out on the line. Like you're, you're done. That's like, absolutely done true. Day. And we've, we run into that when we're doing all the events we've done so far, we've sold out every time we've done an event and you know, people are still coming up while we're like, wrapping it up and we just like we don't have any more man we could throw some chicken wings on here and they'll be done in an hour and a half or so but i mean we're done yeah, yeah wait an hour and a half just for some wings we do have some really good wings though so. I bet you do, man. oh smoked wings oh, dude, bomb. smoked wings we got a habanero uh, driver up we do on them man it's ridiculous but yeah it's, it's crazy and you know we're, we're gonna do up our business plan and we're gonna figure it out uh get a small spot we're looking very cheap uh sure you know build it up ourselves and see what happens. So. I mean, barbecue has really gotten into the mainstream at this point. I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, we would just like, we'd have to drive, yeah. you know, 30 minutes and into, you know, odd parts of town where there might be this one small little barbecue shack that, yeah. the, like, the people in that neighborhood knew about, but nobody else outside of that neighborhood knew about exactly. it. And it's like, you know, now you're starting to see a little bit more um, where you don't have to drive quite as far. Yeah. But, um, and, there, and there's... I think there's room for us here in Indianapolis. There's not really anybody doing what we what we do with an all wood smoked fire. You know, uh, not trying to be an everything place. Not serving fried food necessarily. Not doing sure. anything. We're just cooking everything on the pit. Cooking our cold sides. Uh, Meat and three, keep, man. Keeping it super super simple. Exactly. So. That's what we need. That's what we need here in Indianapolis. Is a meet and three. You have any idea what I'm talking about? Meet and greet. Meet and three. Meet and three. Yeah, I haven't spent much time in the South then, have you? Meet and uh, three sides, right? Oh, yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's awesome, man. I mean, you go in, it's, it's dirt cheap. Yep. There's some really great places like Arnold's and, and, and Nashville, but, I mean, they're all over the South. I mean, this comes from my my Southern half the family, just knowing what these places are. But, yeah, you just like, oh. yeah, you go in, it's like, you know, like 10 bucks. You get a meat, you get three sides that they change every day. You sometimes, well, back in the day, you, they had like a phone line you could call up. And uh, they would be like, all right, today your meat choices are pulled pork, ribs, and brisket. And your sides are going to be collard greens and macaroni and whatever. And it would just list everything. And that So was people meat. call up like a line? And yeah, but I mean, now menu. we've got the internet. So like yeah. you can go online and check this stuff out. But it changes all the time. Like it's not the same thing every day. It's whatever they got. Could be beans one day. Might not have that the next day. But, oh, man, you need to go to a meet and three. When we... We'll hit one in Amsterdam. I'm sure I've been to them. I just didn't pick up on the local vernacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I I guess I've alluded to it twice now in this episode. Um, (laughs) If you listen to our our episode uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, Patrick Aledo from uh, Pierre Spar, I I learned how to pronounce that correctly with the uh, German 
Sounds good. The inflection spar. Uh, the uh, Patrick Aledo invited us to the uh, Alsace Wine Fair. And about three hours later, we took him up on it. So we're taking shift drink on the road here in a few weeks. And we're going to be recording with some pretty badass bartenders uh, in Amsterdam and in Paris. So uh, nice. keep, keep your eyes peeled for some episodes in August and September. It's going to be a crazy trip, man. It is going to be crazy. <laughs> and that, that is if we make it back alive. Otherwise, uh, the next episode might be our last one, and we and we thus disappeared into Amsterdam, never to be heard from again. Don't encourage me. I was bummed that our uh, that our um, greenhouse interview fell through. We were going to broadcast from a from one of the coffee shops oh, in Amsterdam. Coffee shop. But the uh, the gentleman uh, that is a partner there um, is going on holiday, so we're going to miss that one. A bit of a bummer, but uh, yeah, hey, man, you want to come with us? Oh, goddamn, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. All right. Let's go. Hitting Amsterdam, then Alsace, and Paris. It's not going to be terrible. <laughs> I'll get my passport. Need to need, need to take barbecue there. Oh shit, some, dude! Some Midwest European barbecue, man. Yeah, what's up they with? Don't, I don't think they know what's up over there. Okay, I was gonna say like, <laughs> I, is there something I don't know yeah, about? I mean, even Patrick said his favorite thing to eat here was burgers. It's like you just can't get a good burger. Over he did there. say that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So not I'm, a bad I'm idea. To bet you're not getting, uh, getting killer barbecue over How there. How much either. do you think it would cost to take that trailer over there? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> right. What the ship? Let's do it, it. We'll, <laughs> we'll do it in seven months when the trailer finally arrives. Yeah, we'll put it on a boat and see you next year. Well, man, this is awesome. I hope that everybody out there, um, you know, actually, before we, we wrap up today, like, you know, since this is our 4th of July episode, you want to give some tips to everybody out there that's like kind of getting their grills out to do some burgers, hot dogs, whatever. I mean, just kind of the way to like cook it properly and not overdo it. Man, I will just say it, it's like barbecue tips, grilling tips. The main thing that people fuck up on is burning a dirty-ass fire. You want a good, clean fire with lots and lots of good airflow. Whether you're just cooking on a charcoal grill, you want to just keep your vents open. If you're grilling a steak, keep that lid off of it. Just just let the fire do its work. Uh, same with a, a smoker. If you're running a smoker, get that smoke coming out nice and clean. So they call it the, the thin blue smoke, so you can barely see it. If you have big puffs of smoke coming out, you're doing it wrong. So just keep the airflow going, man. It's the biggest tip I can give. After you do that, your barbecue's not going to taste like utter shit. <laughs> how um how can people follow you on social media, Facebook? Uh, we, our, our website, blackmetalbbqindy.com. Facebook, uh, Black Metal BBQ. Uh, Instagram, same. Twitter, the same. So. Okay. All right. And the last question we always ask, uh, do you got a certain hangover cure? Uh, I hope so, after all these uh, barbecue, barbecue competitions. Yeah, right. <laughs> lots of meat, lots of fat, and more bourbon. Exactly. Well, our, the, the best uh, barbecue cure, or our hangover cure at a barbecue, <laughs> the barbecue competition. Cure. The barbecue cure <laughs> is bourbon. The barbecue cure. Actually, it's a cold <laughs> Dewar's White Label, uh, straight out of a cooler. We keep a what is it? Dewar's White Label. We keep a bottle on ice at a barbecue competition for the morning after, oh, and... Uh, <laughs> Take a hit off that and then eat some pulled pork or brisket, whatever you got laying around, and you're good to go, man. Barbecue cure. Like <laughs> barbecue he, he, cure. He obeyed. Right he over barbecue. <laughs> it's a cycle, man. You got the barbecue cure, which leads to the hangover cure, which leads to the barbecue it's cure. It's a big cycle, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I mean, you know, I'll have to say, I mean, that's a pretty common answer with a lot of people. It's like, you know, eating some big, greasy, fatty food. and like, Oh, it's perfect. I mean, you've got it already kind of you, built in with the competition you there. You drink all like, day on a Friday and then wake up and at 2 or 3 a.m. to get cooking and oh, hey, fuck. then you just... Uh, My cure would be not waking up at 2 or 3 a.m. It, it oh, sounds it's not like fun, a great, man. It's not fun. It sounds like a great <laughs> hobby for an insomniac. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect job for you. That's, I need to get into it, man. Yeah, there's not a lot of som jobs at 3 a.m. <laughs> Although you could, you could be with him. Like you could be like the snobby psalm, put on your little fucking like tuxedo and shit. Oh no, I said <laughs> instead next to him at three a.m. He'd be like, uh, "Excuse me, sir, I would recommend a uh, nice barbaresco with that particular cut." Um, <laughs> I love how you picked that up and ran with it, but I actually said it. I said it'd be a good hobby for an insomniac, not a psalm. Oh <laughs> right. Well, you're both. Right there, there you go. Yeah, I, I that was what I was picking up on because I, I got I think, you covered. I think regular listeners of the show know that you don't sleep. Nope, <laughs> nope. Excellent. Well, hey man, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. And I mean, this is uh, we're coming up on a year here that we've been doing shift drink, and uh, awesome. we 
we don't always or we don't often do uh, food food episodes, but no, this hey, is great. Hey, very informative. Thank you very much, man. I hit up Arthur. And I was like, man, this is the Fourth of July. We need to do some fucking barbecue. Hell, everybody's out there on the grills today, man. I saw it. So hey, thank you guys very much for having us. Yeah, hopefully everybody can improve some skills. And uh, thank you. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers.